0: Hi, my name is Moki Makura and I'm the host of Women on Top, the Africa edition. It's the podcast show where we interview successful African women in leadership roles and I'm here to guide you through their stories. This episode we meet Bethlehem Desi, a pioneer in Ethiopia's emerging tech scene and one of Quartz Africa's young African innovators to watch in 2019.
1: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm 22, but... You know, I've been in the business for almost 12 years now.
0: Yeah, she may only be 22, but she is one of a small, but growing group of women who are leading tech businesses in Africa. She owns four patented projects and another three with others. And her company, ICOG Labs, was involved in developing the world-famous Sophia, the robot, So she's pretty well-known in the tech world, not just in Africa. Um, My company is called ICOG Anyone Can Code, ICOG ACC.
1: Uh, It was initially uh, a project under ICOG Labs, which is the first artificial intelligence and robotics um, uh, research and development company in East Africa. Our roots are in Ethiopia, but we've been able to work with uh, different organizations, uh, different groups in the U.S., in Sweden, and in Japan. So uh, it's kind of uh, a broader reach, and we're planning to expand more to other countries in the next few years. We currently have uh, about 60 employees uh, working with us uh, on a full-time basis. But we also have part-time trainers and, you know, uh, people that work on a contract basis. So we have around 100 people working with us.
0: That's a lot of people and the company is doing really well. But Bethlehem is not keen on disclosing revenue figures and she doesn't have to. They're a private business. But what is clear to me is that this business is much more than about making money.
1: It's been five years, almost going to six years since we started uh, training young kids and adults. But to see uh, kind of even the effect in this short term is is really inspiring. And it really excites me to see young kids and adults creating, innovating and learning things.
0: It's really hard to believe she's just 22. She's confident, she's calm. And you'll hear later on that she has a wisdom that's way beyond her years. So even though, you know, I'm still really young, I started working at an early age.
1: So it kind of um, is a long time to work in one sector or in an industry for um, a 22-year-old. But it's definitely
0: has been a while. Being young does have its downsides. At my age, I have to confess, that's a wonderful sentence to get out there. Sometimes people
1: don't believe in you as much, despite your achievements or what you've done so far. Um, I really do believe in experience and I do believe wisdom comes with age. But I think uh, people need start giving the benefit of the doubt to young people, especially in this age where, you know, we're exposed to a lot of things at such an early age because of the Internet.
0: She makes an excellent point. So although Bethlehem works in a very young sector, she's had to learn to manage people who are much older than she is.
1: Most of the people that work with me are older. So it was hard at the beginning, um, but I've learned how I should talk to them, the way I should present myself. So
0: I've learned to adapt to it, but it was definitely difficult at first. I'm sure it was. And at any age. And at 22 now, Bethlehem had to have been very young. I mean, really young when she started.
1: I actually started coding when, when I was 10. And um, I started coding because I wanted to make money for my
0: birthday. It was her ninth birthday. And like most nine-year-olds, she was trying to get money out of her father to throw a party and buy nine-year-old girly stuff. So she hatched a plan. So we had a computer
1: at the shop. So I said, I made a deal with him saying, okay, I will make money. And then uh, I'll use this for my birthday. Um, even at a young age, I understood the value of money and how it associates with you know, my freedom and how much I could do if I had money because um, I was a child of a merchant. So um, we made that deal and
0: uh, I was able to make about $90 that day. To make that $90, Bethlehem started offering simple digital services to customers when they came into her father's shop, and her little business literally took off from there.
1: So when people came to uh, buy mobile phones or uh, get one repaired, what I did was take some of the photos from their phones and then, you know, edit it, put music on it, and then people would actually uh, pay me money for it.
0: Turns out she was an excellent salesperson.
1: So after that, I was really inspired. I was, you know, able to throw a really nice birthday, invite my friends and everything. But even after that, uh, what kept me going was, okay, you know, how can I expand this?
0: What was more remarkable is that YouTube didn't exist back then. And Google wasn't the fountain of knowledge that it is today. I mean, she lived in Ethiopia, not even in Addis, the capital, but in a small town in the eastern part of the country. So how did she learn her digital skills? I mean, we
1: barely had internet. Um, uh, So I'm very lucky to have a parent that's willing to let me explore things, you know, just break things and then learn from them. When we had the computer, the first thing I did was go through it and delete all the files and then it stopped working. I went to the repair shop so I was checking what people were doing and uh, why it was needed and then I also asked them okay what can you teach me what's new so they would give me the software to experiment with so it's more of like a trial and
0: error. Well once she figured her way around computers it didn't take her long to figure out how to turn her new skills into a business. I mean, she'd already tasted success and she knew that the combination of a nine-year-old girl with amazing sales skills and a unique talent would be an irresistible combination.
1: I went to the education bureau there and I asked them, you know, I need 10 students that I'm going to teach about an exciting software tool that, that I've learned about. So, you know, the people were excited and they were like, you know, I was still a kid. They were like, why not? Let's let's do this. They asked me, do you have a training center? My dad's friend had a training center with computers. So we arranged kind of a weekend setup. So... I was acknowledged for my, for my teaching for young kids. So because of that, the president of the region knew about me. So, and because of that, when uh, you know, big officials came to, to the country, they would introduce me at, as this girl who was teaching others uh, about computers. And that's how I got the opportunity to move to the capital.
0: So at the grand old age of 12, she moved with her family to Addis Ababa, the capital of Ethiopia, to take up this paid government sponsorship. The move meant her father had to sell everything, give up his shop and move the family, which was Bethlehem and her little brother across the country. Her mother had died when she was very little. It was a huge sacrifice for her father and an even bigger responsibility for Bethlehem because she became the primary wage earner in the household at age 12. I was still a kid. I was running around
1: offices, you know, shouting, and it was kind of a new environment uh, for them because I was uh, one of the few, I would say, I was the only one I knew uh, that was really young and at that age. So it was, it was really exciting because I was able to meet like-minded people and actually work on real life projects and real life problems. And I actually learned a lot from my, my experience there.
0: She was working on really interesting real world digital solutions. Like for example, an application that mapped irrigation sites in Ethiopia, which was being developed for use in government. But because she was so young, she had to fit school into her daily routine, which went something like this.
1: I would go to school. I would... um
0: go straight to
1: the office and I would stay till like 10 p.m. at night because that's when the, the last uh, bus leaves. Uh, there was kind of uh, a transportation service for the employees there. So that's when I leave and then I wake up and do the same thing uh, the next day. I go to school and then I go to the office after that.
0: this every day for nearly two years. You've got to admire her drive and her commitment at such a young age. I mean I know people much older than her who would have rebelled and walked away but Bethlehem wasn't your average kind of kid and she was ambitious. She knew what she was worth and knew she wasn't getting it from her government employers so she walked And that's a lesson many women twice her age and older are still learning. You actually can walk away.
1: The reason I actually went out of the government office was like, okay, you know, I'm getting paid this very small amount of money, right? Money which I could have made in a day back home. And they're still limiting me not to freelance and do other work. I'm like, okay, you know, thank you for the experience and thank you for what you've given me. But I need to
0: learn more. Her timing was impeccable. Ethiopia was opening up and international companies were moving in. And many of them were after the kind of skill set that she had. So she started freelancing. The hustle suddenly became very real. I was still coding people's websites, you know,
1: uh, e-commerce platforms, any problems that people would give me. And um, I even formed, you know, companies with my friends to start uh, a startup and
0: sell products. But it was in the middle of all of this that the seeds of the business she leads today was formed. I trained
1: at the Girls Can Code program that was launched by the U.S. Embassy in Addis Ababa. I was able to see a lot of young girls who came from public schools in Ethiopia. And they were really inspired and they were really uh, passionate about what we were delivering. So I was really inspired by that and um, I kind of... uh, got really, I would say, emotional uh, over those periods of training, seeing how the girls would interact and the projects they would create. So once the Girls Can Code program uh, was done and the project was discontinued, I was like, you know, we need to continue this program. And I also need to work on teaching besides uh, the website development and the, the freelance work I do. And that's how I actually got introduced to um, ICOG Labs,
0: ICOC Labs was started in 2013 by an Ethiopian computer scientist whose name was Getnet Assefa, and an American artificial intelligence researcher, Dr. Ben Goetzel. Bethlehem joined them in 2016. Initially, she joined as an intern because she wanted to learn about artificial intelligence. Five years later, she became a partner in the business and now she heads up the research and training arm which she started. Since then, she has trained over 26 thousand young people in Ethiopia, in the US, in Japan, and even Sweden. But it's been tough growing the business.
1: People are not aware that they need this type of training, especially parents for their kids. So we're still working on uh, building that awareness. But since we need to make ourselves sustainable... Since we need to make ourselves, uh, you know, profitable, uh, we're focusing on the Western market in order to get the revenue that we need to reinvest it back uh, into our country and uh, our staff.
0: Outside of the training arm of the business, ICOG Labs has had some really cool projects and blue chip clients like Hershey and Sony Music. But that part of the business is also tough because they largely serve a market that is outside of the continent. And they're competing globally with countries like India and Israel. We still have infrastructure problems, even though it's
1: improving. There were times where internet was closed for two, three months, and then you cannot even um, explain that to your clients because it's, it's kind of impossible for, for people to imagine. We need to train a lot of talent in order to scale our company. So um, it's, been, it's been
0: hard been hard. Like most businesses, finding and keeping talent has not been easy.
1: So um, at some point in the company's history, there was like a lot of people that were getting opportunities abroad and uh, were leaving. So I really felt like, okay, you know, maybe it is our problem and we're failing. So uh, that was a really heartbreaking moment because we had a lot of people leaving our company and uh, it's made me really doubt our, you know, management style and how we were going to move forward.
0: So, over time, they worked on it. We have built
1: systems in which, you know, we understand there's no, like, single point of failure. So we make sure that uh, the project managers and the leaders we put on there are... Uh, people who understand the vision, and we don't necessarily micromanage but kind of follow up and inspire them uh, for the bigger
0: vision and her leadership style, although she's developing it, reflects that. she leads from the front I think my responsibility
1: is always to be honest with with our team and to raise the bar higher every time because whenever uh, you know you see Uh, your boss or your supervisor doing great things I think that also trickles down to other people in the company so I think the best way to actually keep everyone together and uh, be productive is to make sure that you yourself are being productive and
0: uh, communicating that with your team and Bethlehem is still very much in learning mode Bethlehem has spent most of her working life in a male dominated environment with very few female role models She's standing on the shoulders of the many women who have gone before her and opened up the spaces in which she's in now. But she's also the sort of person who just gets on with things and and gets things done. But even she realized the bias some people still have against women, especially in a very patriarchal society like Ethiopia.
1: There was this incident where we had to let go some of of our employees uh, because, you know, the project was discontinued. And um, I was the one that wrote the email informing everyone else instead of, you know, just HR or anyone else, right? And I was having this conversation with someone else, and they were like, you know, instead of you sending the email, if, you know, maybe your partner in this case, if had sent it, maybe this wouldn't have happened. They were like, you know, because he's male, there's still this bias and there's still this uh, thing with women
0: in leadership and... Uh, that's happening still. Despite a not-so-woman-friendly sector, ICOG Labs is working hard to keep the gender balance. For the tech industry in particular, there is a lot of work to do. The five largest tech companies on the planet, that's Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google and Microsoft, they only have a workforce of about 34.4% who are women. The tech sector is a space that struggles to find and keep women, and ICOG Labs is no different. They're sitting at about 30% of women in the programming and coding side of the business. But on the training side, the side Bethlehem leads, they have completely flipped the script.
1: We're actually having trouble hiring or finding men that are equally as capable and maybe in the business or in the admin side of things, right? So if you... If you look at the team at ICOG ACC, 90% of them are females. So um, it's kind of an interesting topic because whenever we uh, talk with HR and discuss recruitment, we usually see uh, women being on the top of their game, performing and doing more activities, more things than uh, uh, their male counterparts in the field. So we end up usually hiring women.
0: I love that women are fighting back. So what does a young Gen Z like Bethlehem do for fun? I mean, according to research, the most popular pastime for that group is gaming. But here's evidence of Bethlehem's maturity. She loves to travel, loves to cook, loves going out with her friends and hosting dinner parties. (laughs) She sounds like she's my age. She sounds more like a Gen X. And if you don't know, that's people in their 40s and early 50s and like most women regardless of age Bethlehem is still discovering herself she's still growing and she's learning a valuable lesson that we can all practice a little bit more of i'm learning
1: uh, about myself a bit more and becoming more spiritual so i think this is time more for myself and my business so i really love uh, what i'm doing right now and i plan to do this uh, as long as i live with God's grace. I don't think people would guess that I'm spiritual uh, considering that I work in tech and I talk about a lot about you know, artificial intelligence and such. I'm really trying to be connected with myself, with the universe
0: and God. Bethlehem is ambitious and she's driven by something more than money. She wants to create the same environment that created her.
1: I want to make a mark by building uh, centres. In at least 15 cities in Ethiopia. I really want to, um, to develop centers where like-minded youth and kids can come together and create because when I in I first created my f- startup I was able to meet like-minded people that really inspired me to up you know my coding game I, I learned a lot from them and I was able to continue working on that career because I found uh, people that looked like me that were
0: inspired and that inspired me back She's actually started making that vision a reality, and it's called Digitruck,
1: which is uh, a refurbished container with, uh, you know, with with this 3D printer with uh, laptops inside that moves around uh, Ethiopia, uh, giving coding and training sessions for youth. This is movable center, but eventually I wanna make it a more permanent one so that people have access uh, to at least a computer so that they can, they can start their uh, you know, entrepreneurial uh, journey. I
0: love her calm approach to life. to work and finding that balance even at such a young age her wisdom sort of contradicts her youth in a way
1: you know a lot of people talk about consistency hard work which i really believe in but it's also important to be kind and honest to yourself uh, in your journey
0: kind and honest to yourself wise words from an old soul it's a message we actually all need to hear, an approach we all need to adopt in today's competitive, digital, always connected environment. Bethlehem has learned to take it all in her stride, but still achieve so much. And that's why she's a woman on top. And that's it from me. I'm your host, Moki Makura, and you have been listening to Women on Top. Pails. If you like this podcast, rate it, share it, and let us know what you think in the comments. See you next time for Women on Top.